World Trade Center Winnipeg podcast for BDC Small Business Week with your host, Mariette Muller. I'm Mariette Muller, President and CEO of the World Trade Center Winnipeg. In this episode, we focus on sustainability. Sustainability is one of the three themes of BDC's Small Business Week. My co-host, Derek Earle, is Vice President at the World Trade Center Winnipeg, and Derek oversees international trade strategies and operations for the organization. But he is also the President of Biz for Climate. Biz for Climate is a private sector business-led organization that is laser-focused on climate action, working with businesses to find better outcomes for our planet and our economy. Bonjour, Derek. Bonjour, Mariette. Hello. So I know, Derek, that you're passionate about this, this topic of sustainability. So why is that important to you? It's for a number of reasons. It's both on the environmental side and also on the economic side. So environmentally, we know and we hear more and more about uh, the challenges of climate change and, and the risks and the impact that this, you know, stands to have. But equally and very interesting, I find on the economic side is that if we look increasingly at where is the world economy going, you know, looking over the horizon to some of those big strategic issues. And as the world starts to shift towards low carbon, zero emissions ways of doing business, There's a lot of implications for our economy locally, how we compete in the world, and how businesses need to think about their strategies and prepare. And those are some of my favorite things to think about. Well, it happens to, I think, be the same favorite things of our guests today. And uh, they're looking for better outcomes for the planet and businesses, and they believe that both those are possible. In 15 years, Titan Environmental Containment has gone from the garage to the globe. Oh, wow. Garage to the globe. I love it. With four guys, a trailer and a truck. First job was installing geomembrane liners for hog lagoons. Today, they serve many sectors like civil construction, water and wastewater, mining, oil and gas and hydroelectricity. Yes. So they've even installed water storage tanks in Iraq for the U.S. military. Titan has clients in dozens of countries around the world with fabrication facilities in Alberta and Texas. Brett Burkhard and Kelly Sitars are two of the four guys who founded Titan. They're going to tell us how they took Titan from the garage to a three-division global presence. Oh, bienvenue and welcome, Brett and Kelly. So sustainability and reducing our carbon print is something a lot of businesses have to retrofit into their business models and practices. For Titan, it's at the core of your purpose. Tell us about Titan and how you are helping protect the environment. Absolutely. Uh, Mariette, a pleasure to have us on your podcast. I, I appreciate you having us. Um, the story goes, I graduated from University of Manitoba with my environmental science degree. So I was already termed a so-called tree hugger or a minnow catcher, as one of my colleagues says here around the office. Um, so that, that's a passion that I have. I, I've always loved the environment and I want to help save the environment. And, uh, when I first learned about geosynthetics, I had no clue what they were 25 years ago. Um, and now I can sum them up that, you know, Derek, you mentioned reducing the carbon footprint. So that's what our products do in each and every application. We're reducing the environmental carbon footprint. Uh, one example is, 
you you build a road. So we're big into road building. So if you build a road with a meter of gravel or three point some feet of gravel, we could build that road with just thirty three percent gravel with our product. So the carbon footprint is reduced by about sixty six percent, and that's just one application. Um, another environmental you know, benefit to Titan Environmental and the environment is we contain. So you mentioned, Mariette, that we we started the business in the hog or agriculture industry. So every farmer in Manitoba, if they have a dairy farm or a hog farm, uh, they're called earthen manure storages, manure storages that they build. They have to line it with a geosynthetic liner. So it doesn't seep into the groundwater. And that groundwater is for their drinking water for the farm, the colony, the the animals or livestock. So um, it, it's pretty. It's very exciting to be in this this space and and growing a company uh, with just incredible people. That that's another one of my passions that I love. Uh, Brett can probably contest to this, but we're one of the many few that actually love going to work every day. <laughs> we do, we do every day. It's awesome. Well, let's talk a bit about your expansion to new markets. So what started as like a Western Canada-based ag-focused business has become more of a global operation with impressive growth. Uh, so how did some of this come about? Tell, tell us some of that story. Well, part of it is kind of twofold. One is, you know, being from Winnipeg and being from the prairies, we have a tendency to take our natural resources for granted. We have trees, we have space. We have beautiful lakes, water, clean water, clean drinking water. Um, and and Manitoba still had a really strong focus on protecting that and protecting the, the resources we had. But as we started growing the company, we noticed that a lot of markets are, are much more populated and they don't have, you know, the, the resources that we do. So... So as we as we as we expanded and even traveled or moved and met different people, we just noticed like the you know southern Ontario population base, you know farther out west, Alberta, they really kind of needed these these products and services and and, and help that that they didn't necessarily need here in the in the prairie. So we saw big opportunities to grow, um, and then some of it's it's not such a it was more just business where. When we, when Kelly and I started out of the garage, um, some of the bigger competitors really didn't think it was a good idea for us to grow. Um, so they tried to stop us, and and so some of our growth was forced just out of necessity. I love hearing. We, we have to survive. <laughs> yes. Well, I love hearing about uh, companies that are growing, and 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 a lot of your growth happened in the last uh, eighteen months during this famous pandemic. Um, talk to us about that. How did that work? Tough. It was excruciating, excruciatingly painful. Um, the The story is when COVID hit back in March 2020, um, us as small business owners had the uncertainty of what is going to happen. This has never happened in, you know, for a hundred years. So uh, Brett and myself and our two other business partners made the very difficult decision to temporarily lay off a huge portion of our workforce uh, back in April. Um, thankfully, we got everyone back in, in about end of July. Uh, that was obviously a, a bonus. And, you know, we thank all of, of the employees who took that temporary layoff for us. And I think, although it was a terrible decision that we made, I think we grew from it. And 
we we we're a stronger company now, if that makes any sense. And it's kind of weird to say that, but we, we are a stronger and a tighter company, in my opinion. Brett, you might be able to comment more on that as well. Absolutely. I, I think we came, you know, we came together as a group stronger because it was the people who didn't get let, laid off. It was their fight to get their coworkers back. So everybody started this, this, this drive came into the whole company. Like, let's get everybody back to work. And then once everybody got back to work, the drive was still there. We just kept going and going and going. Um, and, and I don't think anybody ever wants to see that again. So um, I think that's really a big part of it. Another part is a few things, you know, back in the past. So prior to COVID, we did form an ESOP, which is an employee shareholders ownership program. So about 70% of the employees at Titan are shareholders and owners of the company, which is, um, again, strengthens that core. And the other thing is we had been working um, a lot with the BDC through the growth driver program to really kind of get ready for that big boost, that growth, that drive. Um, and we had, uh, you know, adopted some digital marketing platforms. We had adopted some, some ERPs and different systems, uh, some efficiencies to kind of get ready to do a big scale up. And when COVID hit, we had, we were ready, not ready for COVID, but we were ready for what people are doing now. We already did it. So it was a little bit of luck. We were just ahead of the game, just a, just a touch, just a hair. And that advantage, um, we're, we're capitalizing on. For sure. It's really handy to have that crystal ball, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll go morning. It's like, lucky day. <laughs> In this episode of the World Trade Center podcast for BBC Small Business Week, Mariette Muller and guest host Eric Earle are talking sustainability with the co-founders of Titan Environmental Containment. I mean, that's a great segue. And I mean, kind of foresight and, uh, and planning are, are such keys to success. And it's great that you were working with the BDC um, on that. And of course, they're one of the key partners of the World Trade Center Winnipeg. And one of the programs that we work on together is called the Trade Accelerator Program, or TAP. And it's a program designed to help small and medium-sized businesses to overcome barriers and have success exporting. Your team went through TAP. Um, what are some takeaways from that experience? Well, that experience, uh, Derek, was it was so crucial for our business and our business growth that, you know, Brett mentioned the BDC that we worked with, but there's so many resources that we grabbed from your World Trade Center tech program. I mean, I can name a lot. I, like the ADC is, is a huge partner of ours um, that they minimize the risk for us globally or international sales. And, you know, thanks to you guys, um, we we were able to use them as a resource. But if, if, if Titan wants to expand into any other geography, we tap into your resource center. And it's so important to use them because they can do all that work for you. And they'll tell you that this country is not a good country to, to expand into because you might not get paid. So if it's high risk, we don't want to be there. And this is all the, the information that we get. And I can go on and on with the resources that you give us, but it's just an incredible library of resources. And so we still use them to this day. 
and in our younger years, uh, Kelly and I were probably a little, little more arrogant, and we we always felt that we, you know, we could do no wrong, and we could we could grow here, we could grow there, we could expand, um, and we made some mistakes, and those mistakes were quite costly. Um, and what I like about the TAP program is that you can make some you can have a little support on making some decisions. And Kelly had mentioned which country to do business with. Is it nothing like doing business in a foreign country and not getting paid? Getting paid is super important. Um, so, and then, you know, so now we have EDC insurance because of a connection there. So we can do business in other countries and guaranteed our payment, um, or at least have insurance on that payment of the high level of comfort plus introductions, meeting people, translations. And it's not just translations of language. If you think you're going to use Google Translate, Google Translate does not translate culture. You have to, you need to meet people who understand the culture of doing business in, in, in foreign lands. So that's what the tap to me is avoiding those mistakes, making those introductions. Um, you know, you can do it the other way and, you know, spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on the mistakes or, you know, <laughs> or do it the smart way. Well, that's great to hear because we really believe in the TAP program and, and to hear you guys confirm that uh, it's all about, you know, uh, having a, a bulletproof uh, export plan at the end and to also have the access to these different uh, experts, right? Like you mentioned EDC and BDC and, and you know, the lawyers and, and the accountants. It almost takes a village to be able to sustain our companies and to make sure that they, they can grow in, in a, the right way. So it's, it's great to hear. And I'm just curious about where are you at right now if, uh, if you don't mind me asking as far as your, your expansion into other markets. Well, there's probably a few things we need to keep quiet for now, um, but we are we are definitely, uh, I guess, focused on on some some international marketplaces. Um, we're finding that it's kind of it's a natural progression. We do a lot of work with mining, so there's mining, uh, you know, down south, and um, we're they're finding because the Canadian engineers are so strong in that. Um, that we're getting some recommendations and 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 making some kind of connections and networks down there, um, and then you know we have been doing a lot of work in the Caribbean as well, um, and partially um, maybe even because of the climate, it's so cold here uh, in January, February, March. Yeah, we could work in the Caribbean in the off. That's it's their construction season is our off season. So, um, and just the people and and the relaxed style of business, we just really kind of. It's 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 business, but it's fun, and we enjoy it. We enjoy the people. We enjoy the travel. Um, so that's a big part of, part of the growth down there. We're going to take a little deeper dive into uh, come back to the notion around sustainability, which is such a hot topic these days. Um, why don't you share a bit about your vision for your company and your industry from that perspective? Yeah, sure. I mean... In, in respect to the future of Titan, I think it is very important that we look at sustainability as, as a main core issue and a responsibility for all of us at Titan to protect the environment going forward. And I got to tell you, a lot of people love protecting the environment, and that's the reason why we have our uh, Brett always calls them, we have rock stars here at Titan Environmental because, yeah, we have a business, but we're also protecting the environment on a day-to-day -day business. It's 
everything's just happy around here, right? What what better what better thing to do to have a job and you're protecting the environment at the same sense each and every project. So um, sustainability for us, the more we grow, the more we're going to protect the the earth. It's a very simple equation for us, right? So I know Brett has a, a, a huge vision to grow the company into you know a hundredfold. You know, like let's go. And I enjoy that because the bigger we are, the more we're protecting the environment. Yeah, and you know, Kelly's right. We we enjoy it every day, but the you know, and and it is protecting the environment. But we have, you know, we have a finite amount of natural resources. We have a finite amount of of water. Water is a big issue, uh, and you know, it's an issue we maybe don't understand. Um, uh, you know, being being from Winnipeg, we because it's such a, a wonderful resource here. But as we grow in, into these other markets, and you know, if we could do anything to help help protect that and protect that long term, um, we sleep good at night. Well, thank you for sharing that insight, and it's 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 so interesting to hear that uh, you know that intersection of the you know helping the planet, but also matched with with a great business opportunity and how you're growing your company. For a lot of entrepreneurs, the, the, this idea of reducing their carbon footprint can sometimes be a little bit intimidating or challenging them for you know to get started and, and how to think about that. Is there any advice you can share for businesses interested in making a difference? See, that's a tough one because what I what I've noticed is that most companies that are having these discussions about the carbon footprint and reducing their carbon footprint and their sustainability, it's maybe they, they make photocopiers or they manufacture anything. It doesn't really matter what it is, the manufacturing company. And, and so they have to make this conscious effort to, to reduce their carbon footprint, but we, that's our business. So it's not a conscious effort for us. It's what we do every day. So it's difficult for us to give advice to other owners and other entrepreneurs because our, our business model is that it's, we're helping. So, you know, um, yeah. And, and I mean, really it's, it's just, it's kind of, you know, for us, it's, it's for other owners and entrepreneurs is just maybe how you, how you run your company, how you treat your people, you know, make sure you live your life the right way. And then that will spread across your company and everybody that, you know, comes to work and kind of, kind of develop that, that green culture. And as we're in, this is small business week. So how about uh, we turn to kind of generally, is there a piece of advice you could share with the small business community or fellow entrepreneurs, uh, a takeaway is something you want to you want to share keep going don't stop like you know it's small business when we started you know people think oh you're entrepreneurs it's you have this this lifestyle it's great it's no you work harder you get paid less um but it is so worth it and just keep going there's good it's it's a roller coaster ride uphill downhill tough slugs um but all you got to do is win more than you lose and you'll come out ahead. My comment was you hire great people, Derek. If you hire great people, you create a, a very good culture in that whole company. And, you know, we, we made a lot of bad mistakes in our experiences throughout the 15-year history of Titan Environmental. And the great thing is you learn from it and you don't make those mistakes anymore. So um, my, my key is, 
hire great people, create a culture within your environment, and treat everyone in your organization like a friend. Family. Family and a friend, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, we are an eclectic family here at Titan, that is for sure. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, you, you've certainly been enjoying some great success. So hiring great people, keep going, perseverance, uh, great takeaways. Well, we're coming to the end of this episode on sustainability, one of the themes for the Small Business Week uh, by BDC. And we had the pleasure to have Brett Burkhardt and Kelly Sitars, the co-founders of Titan Environmental Containment with us. Thank you so much for being with us today and best of success with your next steps. And I love hearing your stories and hearing how much you love to go to work every day. Merci beaucoup. Thank you, Mariette. Merci. Merci Thank you very much, Mariette. Thank you so much, Derek. It was a pleasure to be on your podcast today. You've been listening to the World Trade Center Winnipeg podcast for BDC Small Business Week, a Phoenix Media production in collaboration with the World Trade Center Winnipeg. Available wherever you find your favorite podcast. All right. Well, Brett, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us and and being part of our podcast today, uh, sharing your story. And we just wish you all the best, continued success in your in your growth and your international journey.